In this episode, we look at how setting goals that are too big can do damage. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share research-backed strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and setting goals, pursuing things, trying to change and improve, that is a pretty consistent part of what we do. You know, you're listening to this show because personal development is something that you practice, whether you call it that or you don't. It doesn't really matter. You are actively trying to improve your life. You are actively trying to be a better person today than you were yesterday. And in that process, we often look at the approach of goal setting as something that we need to really shoot for the stars with. You know, it's built into the culture in a lot of ways. This whole idea that if you shoot for the moon, it doesn't really matter if you miss because you'll still land amongst the stars, you'll still be further ahead than you were when you started, even if you fail. And this is a really cool idea. It's something that sounds really nice. It's easy to get behind. It's something that is motivating and empowering and makes you feel like you can do this. It makes you feel like taking action is possible that going for it is possible. And especially when you are in a culture where everyone else around you also feels this way, speaks this way, where every podcaster you listen to shares this idea, or every book you read shares this idea, it becomes really easy to buy into. But what if it actually was doing more damage than good? What if aiming for more than we can handle shooting for the moon was actually a bad thing. That's what I want to look at in today's episode. And it's going to be interesting because I don't ultimately think that aiming for being uncomfortable is a bad thing. Trying to push yourself is not a bad thing, but it can be. And I think that ultimately being aware of that, recognizing how it can be, is where the real value is going to come from. So make sure you stick around all the way to the end of the episode. Before we jump into it, though, I want to take a moment to thank today's sponsors. As you know, our sponsors are the reason we're able to do this podcast. So if you hear something you like, I highly encourage you to check them out. And last thing here, if you'd rather not deal with the ads at all in the future, I totally get it. And I really don't judge you either. The good news is that you can listen to this episode and all future episodes of this podcast ad-free right now when you join TLBC+. Learn more at tlbc.co slash join. Let's jump into the ad. All right, so I'm going to say something that is honestly going to shock you. I'm a little bit posh. Like, I I like nice things. I I mean, I can't help it. Like, okay, so I love a good cashmere sweater. I love a really cozy pillow, top-down comforter, or like some really soft towels. You know what I mean? Like, I can't be the only one, right? Like, 
please, some of you, tell me that this is you too. And I just found out that a lot of this stuff, it's really not even that expensive. Like, it's not that expensive for them to make it. Yeah, they're high quality. The materials are a little bit pricier than other things. But the actual amount you pay gets jacked up because of all these middlemen that are built into the process. And it's kind of annoying. So instead of paying the real price, you're actually paying what you should be paying plus markup on top of markup on top of markup. And that's messed up, in my opinion. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is high quality luxury essentials at radically lower prices. Quince was founded to challenge the existing idea that nice things should cost a lot. And they have a really simple mission. Create products of equal or greater quality than the leading luxury brands at a much, much lower price. And one thing I really love about them is that they know their lane. They focus on the essential products you need with low design costs. Things like cashmere crew necks, super soft fleece pants, t-shirts, silk camis, down comforters, hotel quality sheets, leather crossbody bags. They've got women's, men's, home accessories, and even some jewelry. It's like your entire basics, high quality, low cost. You really can't lose on that. And if you're not completely satisfied, Quince will give you a full 365-day refund. That is unheard of. It just goes to show customer satisfaction is their highest priority. They back their products so much that they'll give you a year, a year in which you can get a refund. That is insane. And all of this is why I feel confident and I just placed my order for a Mongolian cashmere cardigan because it's starting to get chilly again. You know, we're moving into fall. And let's be honest, like, I'm going to look good in it. Like, I'm, I'm going to rock this cashmere cardigan. So why not join me? Quality shouldn't be a luxury. You honestly deserve it. So try Quince today. And there is a brand new offer for Tiny Leaps listeners. You can get 10% off your first purchase of $100 or more when you use the special code TINY10. Just go to onequince.com and use TINY and the number 10. Of course, all of this is linked up in the description of this episode. You'll still get 365 day returns, but many of their stuff sell out quickly. So honestly, don't wait. Head over to onequince.com. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-N-C-E.com. Onequince.com and use the code TINY10 to get 10% off of a purchase of $100 or more. Let's get into the episode. Masayuki Suzuki, Stephanie Lichtenfield, and Herbert W. Marsh published a study titled Don't Aim Too High for Your Kids. Parental Overaspiration Undermines Students' Learning in Mathematics back in 2015, where they looked at the effects of parental expectations on their children's results. Here's how they describe it in the intro for the paper. Quote, among many parental beliefs, Parental aspiration for their children's academic achievements has received considerable attention over the past half century in the literature of both psychology and sociology. In psychology, for example, several social cognitive models like the expectancy value theory have suggested that parental aspiration can influence children's academic achievement through a socialization process. 
In the Wisconsin model of status attainment proposed by sociologists, parental aspiration has been posited to be one of the critical mediators that link family, social background to children's educational and occupational attainment, end quote. So put simply, just to wrap that whole quote up, parental aspiration, like how we feel about our kids' performance in school, what we want for them, it's historically been viewed as a massively valuable component in sort of guiding a child's education and their career prospects, right? It's seen as a positive thing. The more you want your kids to perform, the more you help them perform, the more you hold them to a certain standard, the better off they'll be. And it's largely seen as a positive thing. Now, the study aimed to test this idea of it being a positive thing to see whether or not negative effects could be seen. Here's how they put it. In contrast to the large body of literature showing positive links between parental aspiration and children's academic performance, there is a surprising lack of research that has examined possible adverse effects of parental aspiration. Parents with high aspirations for their children's academic attainment are likely to be committed to and highly involved with their children, which will typically enhance children's academic achievement. However, excessively high parental aspiration that exceeds realistic expectations of the children's performance, i.e. parental over-aspiration, may lead to over-involvement, excessive pressure to achieve, and high levels of control over a child's behavior." End quote. And here is what they found ultimately. Quote, excessive parental control or parental over-involvement could be factors that may mediate the negative relation between parental over-aspiration and children's achievement. On the children's side, decreased self-efficacy and negative achievement emotions, such as achievement anxiety or frustration, may contribute to the negative effects resulting from parental over-aspiration and control. End quote. Okay, so we, we just went through a lot of stuff. Ultimately, what does this mean? Now, I, I've got to give these standard disclaimers here. One, this study specifically looked at the relationship between parents and their children in school. All right. So it was not looking at the parents and their expectations for themselves. It wasn't looking at parents and their expectations for the other adults in their lives. They were looking at this relationship between a parent who has a high sort of demand for their kids and how that affects them in school. Um, so that is important to note because a lot of what we're going to be going through now is speculation. I need to make sure that that is clear. I've, I talk about this in every episode, but these studies are very specific and they are very catered for the situation that they studied. Now, we can make some inferences though, because if we look at how these things affect our kids, it's also important to look at how these things affect us. Because one of the things we need to look at is if this kind of over-aspiration has an effect on our kids, this negative effect on our kids, wouldn't it also have that effect on us? Right. So excessively high aspiration that exceeds realistic expectations. This is really common. This is standard practice in personal development. We set goals that are borderline unachievable because it means that we'll end up somewhere further, regardless of what happens. 
excessive pressure to achieve. Again, this is built into the core of personal development of the self-help space, maybe more so on like the like masculine side of it. I think I'm seeing a lot more empathy on the feminine side. And that has nothing to do necessarily with like gender specifically. It's just like a way of like breaking apart the like supplement biohacker community versus the like crystal manifesty community. But that excessive pressure to achieve that is built into the culture, especially on that productivity side of things. And then high levels of control over behavior. Again, that is personal development. It's setting goals, looking at what we need to change in our lives, what behaviors we need to change in order to achieve those goals, and then policing those behaviors. Now, of course, it's not always that toxic. It's not always an inherently negative thing. But everything I just said that this study found played a role in children underperforming Everything I just said is something that falls perfectly within the realm of personal development. And not only that, it falls pretty perfectly within the larger culture. Our culture tends to prioritize overachieving, shooting for the moon and pushing ourselves forward and pushing ourselves hard and trying to be more than what we are now. I can't speak for any other countries, but especially in the U.S., our culture is built around the American dream, the build yourself up from the bootstraps kind of ideal. Now, for many of us going through that, we recognize how false that relationship actually is. But that doesn't mean it's not still affecting us. That doesn't mean we aren't still putting excessively high aspiration on ourselves. That doesn't mean that we aren't holding ourselves to expectations that aren't realistic. That doesn't mean that we aren't putting pressure to achieve that is excessive. When we fail at things, this is something based directly from feedback that you as the listener have given me. When we fail, we get harsh. We blame it on a lack of discipline. We call ourselves lazy. We go, honestly, even worse than that. For some of us, we say, hey, you're a piece of shit. Excuse my language. I should have warned you. But that is how deep some of us go. And that is maybe not everyone who's practicing personal development, but that is a very easy place to get to when you're practicing personal development, which begs the question, maybe this is why it doesn't work. Maybe this is why all of the problems that personal development is supposed to be trying to solve still exist. Maybe this is why people have been spending thousands of dollars per year trying to improve, hiring coaches, going to events, and five, 10 years down the road, they're in the same exact spot. Because as an industry, as a practice, we are fundamentally built on the idea of aiming outside of our comfort zone, of pushing ourselves harder and harder and harder. And I have to ask, looking through this study, I have to ask the question, where is that line? Where does it stop working? What is the tipping point of pushing too far? And I don't know the answer to that. So I'll reiterate it. This study didn't look at the relationship between your own goals and yourself. 
this study didn't look at the relationship between your goals and your friends. It looked at the relationship between how we as as parents and future parents might engage with our kids, holding them to higher standards because we want the best for them, because we love them, because it's coming from a place of knowing what's best for them, how that might actually backfire. And I'm encouraging you to ask the question, well, if we know this for how we treat our kids, shouldn't we treat ourselves with empathy as well? Shouldn't we recognize that we're just as likely to crack as they are? The only difference is they're more likely to say it. They're more likely to show it. They're more likely to feel it and experience it. Whereas many of us are so locked up and bottled up from a lifetime of shutting our emotions down and pushing ourselves harder that it's not until we finally collapse or have a mental breakdown that we finally show it. But maybe we don't have to wait until we get there. So here's my advice. I think we need to normalize setting smaller goals. You can call them tiny leaps. You can call them atomic habits. You can call them tiny habits. You can call them whatever you want to call them. I truly do not care. I think if we're going to engage in this act of trying to improve, we need to change what improve means and we need to change our relationship to it. I do not think we should be celebrating massive goals anymore. I think it builds a culture that is just dangerous. I think we need to embrace slow, embrace a slower process, embrace the the longer timeline. So many of us, we set these like arbitrary timelines on our goals. Like we want to do X, Y, Z thing by this age. Why? Like I'm, I'm guilty of this, to be perfectly honest. I, I still do this. It's a very natural thing to do when you've been in this space for that long. But let's step back for a second and ask ourselves, why do we do that? Why does it need to be by this particular date? Is that a real timeline or is that one that we're putting on ourselves because the culture we operate in rewards that. That's a question that we need to start asking. And while we're asking these questions, we also have to question, is there any value in setting goals at all? I don't know the answer to that. My guess is for some people there is, in some situations there is, and in others there's not. But I think the issue that we run into with personal development is we tend to look at this toolbox of solutions. We need a goal set. We need to do to-do lists. We need to get accountability groups. We need to read more. We need to do X, Y, Z things, all of those things, right? We look at this toolbox of solutions and we just go down the list and apply them until we find something that works. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But what if we just changed all of that, embraced small, tiny, embraced the achievable, rewarded the achievable, and just focused on living healthy lives? That's all I've got for today's episode. I want to encourage you to check out today's sponsor, Quince. I am very quickly becoming a huge fan and I'm very excited to check out the product when it gets here. Check them out. Get 10% off of your first purchase of $100 or more when you head to onequince.com and use the code TINY10. 
10. Of course, all of that is linked up in the description of this episode as well. Thank you for being here. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.